This is episode one of Asian Tech Chat podcast with Washim Thongkayu. This is the Asian Tech Chat podcast. What you get to know what's buzzing behind the great firewall and beyond. With new guests every episode, yeah, I'm ready. So you better stay tuned. It's about to be crazy. Welcome to first episode of the Asian Tech Chat podcast, where you get to peek behind what's buzzing around China's tech and startup scene. I'm your host Ankur, and today I'm very excited to have Vasin Thongkayu as my guest in the show. Vasin is a digital nomad from Thailand, currently based in Shenzhen. He comes from a game development background. He also founded an internet startup here in China named Angry Bowser, where he's making impactful internet services and games. Welcome to the show, Vasin. Hey, Ankur, nice to be here. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so to start off, let's just talk a bit about your background. How did you decide that you want to come to China, and how's the journey been like for you till now? Okay, um, I I was like uh, doing the game game there for like a uh, three years for my mobile game with my team back in Bangkok, mm-hmm. and then I also did a uh, freelance and contractor for a startup, and mm-hmm. I also like uh, organized the indie game there, the rubber meetup back in Bangkok as well. Yeah, so I bunch awesome. like a uh, touch every. Things now and there like a uh, mobile development, API, web dev, and native kind of stuff, C++, something like that. And now I decide to like, okay, I want to try the web web app development and also game dev here. Bring two things together in session. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you used to do a lot of mobile development, iOS, and native development, right? And then you came uh, because because just the scope of the big mini program, you wanted to try out uh, WeChat mini app development mm-hmm. as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Because. Um, I think like a WeChat platform has a lot of potential here, so mm-hmm. a lot of user here. Awesome. So you founded an internet company called Angry Bowser and released a crowdsourced social map product called HeTap under it. Uh, can you tell us about it? Like, what problem does it solve, and how did you what did you learn through the whole process of building HeTap? Okay, sure. So uh, the HeTap is in- inspired by the Hoot maps mm-hmm. that made by the Peter Levels. Like, uh, okay. I want to expand on that idea and have that. Available on WeChat mini program because uh, as I talked earlier, like a WeChat is like a majority of the Chinese user is based on that. Like uh, and and if you you can like have a service on this, you uh, yeah, it's going to be more impact for the, a lot of people. And the whole process is like uh, right now I'm releasing like a multiple version right now, and. Mm-hmm. And also test, and also like I get the data from the user back, and I have to like expand and fix things on on things further. Yeah, but as far yeah. as I can tell, it's 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 been good for me. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so for the people who don't know, uh, Peter Levels, uh, that Washin mentioned, uh, Peter is like a digital nomad. He started a platform called nomadlist.com, uh, which went very popular. Uh, he's sort of like a serial maker. He he keeps on uh, building new shit, and it get, keeps getting popular. Uh, uh, so he's very famous, very Twitter famous, and uh, uh, he has been an inspiration for all of us. So yeah, based on what he made, he made a site called Hoodmaps.com, which was sort of like a crowdsourced uh, social uh, map site where people can just go and tag different part of cities and you know tag it like this is hipster, this is something which is cool to live in, and with their own tags. So uh, yeah, so 
that that went sort of popular. It was like covered in major news outlets. Uh, so Washin, what Washin did was he sort of took that idea and implemented a WeChat mini program based app on that, which was called HeatApp. And uh, he's he's been working on that. I was on its beta, and it worked. It seems great. Uh, so yeah, Washin, you founded an internet startup called Angry Bowser, right? And uh, the the thing HeatApp I talked yes. about, uh, it was released under that brand. So can you tell us a bit about it? What problem does it solve? Like, and what did you learn through the whole process of building HeatApp? Yeah, uh, it's a in, in similar mindset. Like, uh, um, I want to like uh, have like a uh, for user to to mark the point of interest on the map. So, so it's like a uh, they it's like a new people like me coming to Shenzhen. Mm-hmm. I want to know which kind of like a coffee around here based on on where my living and where is the uh, like a uh, maybe other place like like a vegetable shop because I'm a vegan and. Mm-hmm. And maybe some 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 place like a, a bookshop and other things like that. So, yeah, and and I want to like a provide a, this kind of of thing for the user to like a personalize them, themselves and save things, save the map, or, or so they can like a get back to see later. Yeah, uh, initially I based on the, the the idea that similar to to what we told will start, but I want mm-hmm. to ex- expand that further. But but. But right now, I, I need to like uh, um, consider things and plan things ahead a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, is it uh, only available in Shenzhen and uh, Guangzhou? Uh, the... No, it's it's it's, it's whole whole area of, of China. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's awesome, man. Um, about this WeChat mini program, uh, you you recently you came into web development very recently. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, so it's huge, isn't it? The WeChat mini program, something that astonishes me about China and I talk about it all the time is the serious mm. scale of literally anything and everything like WeChat has almost a billion monthly active users spending yeah. more than an hour every day on this platform just radical in terms of door it opens isn't it machine yeah 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 uh, uh, WeChat mini program like uh, the start from like uh, several months ago maybe six to eight months ago at first mm-hmm. like a uh, people have down on that whether it's going to be a big thing or not but after uh, people experience it, and yeah, it's, it's very useful for that and very flexible for users to not not just like a go to download first and go back and use the app, or maybe they just use for a few seconds and then they throw it away. But but here is the app is inside the WeChat. Like uh, they don't need to download, and they they can like uh, do do bunch of things like uh, order the stuff, order the food, order the drinks, order the stuff, they, and send in front of your door. From which many program as well, so they, mm. there's a bunch of things that business try to leverage this kind of like a easy and easy to access okay. for the user here on on WeChat because you know Chinese people like uh, they use WeChat daily, they their life their life is based on on this, and in terms of like a business like a mobile also more than half of the chunk of the traffic coming from the WeChat mini program as well. Yeah. yeah. So about the mini program, what is the Chinese game developers or even all the developers doing right now? They're, they're just not making building native right now. What they do is to sort of test their ideas. If they want to test the water that uh, and want to check the market or something, uh, they just release a mini program because it's uh, relatively very simpler to make. It's uh, development time frame and cost is very low. So what they do is they sort of just build a mini program and just put it out on the Internet and see if it catches. And if it does go viral. After then, they sort of bring their audience to native market. So it's pretty cool in in terms of like how much breadth it offers. Um, also, uh, 
about about the as a foreigner bro uh machine it's very hard like i saw you talk about this earlier as well that it's extremely extremely tough that i would say like almost impossible to get something going without a chinese partner on mm-hmm. if you want to build something on top of wechat and there is a lot of hurdles on the way how's the experience been like for you as an independent developer yeah it's uh it was a little bit laugh for me uh i honestly mm-hmm. like uh, my mindset is like okay just do it and then figure it out along the way <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so I face a little bit problem this and there because like uh, if you have a Chinese uh, partner or yeah, so to help you guide like uh, okay, which kind of platform of the social media alternative that compared to the Western side like uh, maybe uh, in in the Western side uh, they have we have Twitter right for the Chinese yeah. what, what should we do something like that what should we uh, promote our things and communities there so it is a lot better and also another thing is like uh, importantly is like uh, you have to localize your 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 app into the Chinese into the, to to get uh, into to the user because not majority of like uh, people here is not not based on on English like us yeah mm-hmm. and. Yeah, and also Chinese user is not like uh, adopt the Chinese new big big things or new things that happen in Western. They mostly based on the functionality and how useful that and value for that service that, that they can provide to, to, to them. So yeah, there, there's this and that that need to consider on this. Yeah. Yeah. So about about developing for WeChat, like if you are an expat or if you are a foreigner and you want to make a WeChat mini program, I think it's mm-hmm. extremely, extremely hard because first you have to have this Guangxi, which is Chinese national ID. If you don't have that, just forget mm-hmm. about it. You have to have found this, found someone or some partner yeah. uh, who is a Chinese national so that he can provide you with that Chinese national ID card. Uh, and then right. Tencent asked for a lot of different things like we talked about earlier as well, like machine, uh, you have to have this ICANN or something like that. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's extremely hard. So can you walk us through the whole process of what are the hurdles you encountered during the way and how did you overcome those mm-hmm. hurdles? Okay, I have to I have to tell first that uh, I co-founded Angry Baoshi Company with my girlfriend. So mm-hmm. my, my girlfriend is Chinese, so I okay. can leverage on on that benefit. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of up whole process, like uh, it's mostly based on the you need to have Chinese citizen ID. So yeah, because this, this kind of policy is like uh, ex- exposed by the government, you have to have everything and to have like an app on the WeChat Money program, uh, you you have to like apply for certain type of license and to, to have on, on the things and that required Chinese citizen ID as well and yeah so there's also you have to route the traffic through some uh, website which is approved by ICANN or some Chinese internet services oh, yeah, yeah. like um, we, we were talking about that earlier when we were brainstorming our own ideas you, you said that for that uh, anything has to be re- uh, redirected or routed from that something mm-hmm. which is approved by Tencent or Chinese government so is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in order to like uh, have a business, your business uh, running, keep an running, and also have your apps on the WeChat mini program, you have to like, uh, okay, your domain name, you have to be approved by the, uh, it is called BN or ICP licensed, and it would mm-hmm. take you around like uh, less than a month uh, or around 20 days in order to get that. And also uh, on WeChat, before you apply to have the company account on WeChat official, uh, you you have to have yeah Chinese citizens in uh, that's associated with your company right and not yeah. just that uh, in order to develop like a WeChat mini program the important part is to like uh, get payment from the client and to get payment yeah. you have to have the WeChat micro payment license 
And in order to get this kind of license, you you have to like uh, go through the kind of like a uh, highly effort. For for my case, it's like I spent five to six time trying to apply and get rejected before okay. finally I, I get approved because they want to know what what kind of product or what thing that you sell, and they want to like to know that is it's not scam, it's not it is legitimate, and yeah, uh, that time I have to like uh, communicate. I let my girlfriend here on this to like uh, communicate with, with the support team on the team saying that okay this and that and at the end know that okay we need to publish the the app first without the payment feature or payment API to let them feel to let them use the app and see this page that page whether the, this kind of thing is right or not and then they will get get you the micropayment license and you 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 when you get this kind of license you will can like a link this kind of uh, feature payment feature to all of your mini program later mm-hmm. yeah okay so uh, even on, on twitter and a lot of social media as a ios developers a lot of native developers complain about apple being so hard like apple you you cannot get any through if you mention iphone x before iphone x is released you the apple will just reject your app i mean those guys should try mm. tension <laughs> tension is brutal man like it's it's incredibly hard one of my expat friends them said that he mm. was trying to talk to tension customer service and the customer oh. service is always like oh sorry i cannot do anything for foreigners uh, so it is hard if you are a foreigner uh, there is one route you can take it it is like you can go through an agency or something mm. where you pay the agency and the other route you take is you just have to have a chinese partner or start with that so people do talk a lot about that china is opening up but in a lot of faces you feel that mm. uh, no man not so much it's still incredibly hard to set up a business and start something in china on your own uh, like uh, the foreign capital and the foreign investment uh, people are still very skeptical of everything foreign right mm. yeah that's, that's right that's right yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, about the limitations of WeChat API, we're seeing like we. I was on HeatApps beta. Uh, so I was testing it, and uh, I I think I told you earlier as well. Like the HeatApp yeah. has problem. Uh, you cannot track the coordinates on the map. Uh, you cannot do a lot of things. So you have to get get do with the tap and shoot feature that people use in two D game to sort of uh you know mark a mm-hmm. coffee shop or mark or edit something. So. How did you how did you manage that? Like, what are the and how frustrating is that? Like, not having a uh, mm. right endpoints when you actually need it. Yeah, actually, I, I got the suggestion from you that you 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 asked about uh, like uh yeah we we cannot like uh get how the sleek and UI gesture UI interaction the same way that we have on the apps like a iOS way in in this great example right um because that that the limitation on the API itself so I have to like uh, design this thing and work around this okay instead of like a trying to pin something on the map and color it mm-hmm. by by your finger that go all over the place. You cannot do that. So I have to go like, like okay, uh, have a cursor, a crosshair, and you you move around and then you put the button and, and this is kind of thing. So yeah, it, it's not that, that, that kind of flexible. Yeah, you have to work around on that. And also not, not just the limitation of the API itself, um, about the box that keep going Especially for the map component, so I, uh, I, I, I might tell that uh, if anyone working with map component right now that is very complex or is is not just like a shoulder location, you have mm-hmm. to interact with the map a lot. I, I might uh, leave the message that okay, be be aware of the bugs that's going on and not fix this yet up until now. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So so it's it's actually very hard. We don't have anything like Mapbox here that or even the Baidu map. You can hook it up and you have all the APIs and start playing. Only in China you 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 feel these sort of troubles. So yeah, it is it's still incredibly hard. And even WeChat is, but they are. I think they are opening up. They still uh, recently they allowed live streaming on the mini program. I think they will loosen up with a little bit of games as well in the future. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, there is there is hope, man. Uh, and also about that uh, bot you made. Uh, which which sort of gives I think it was incredibly useful for anyone in China. Mm-hmm. They should definitely check that out. So if your your server has a downtime, uh, that bot will just send you a message saying that oh your digital ocean or your uh, Amazon Web Services or your tension server is down. You need to check it up. So can you tell us a bit about that that bot you made? Yeah, um, that 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 bot like uh, will notify me whenever the operation on the server side is complete or fail. I need to check on that further or not. So what 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 this is work is that uh, I do the backup on the digital ocean server and also Kube Cloud server in in China every day. So after the operation is built, send a notification message back to my WeChat user through our company WeChat official account. So it okay. is utilize the template message API. So in order to to do this, you also have to like a apply the license, certify your WeChat official account first, and you need to get this. Yeah, so it is yeah. quite useful. So you, you can do many kind of things, like not, not just like a notify the message here, you can create a bot of your WeChat official account as well, that like maybe user enter this and you answer in the meaningful way, something like that. So you can do a lot of, a bunch of things on that, yeah. Oh, uh, did you open open source it? Is it on GitHub? Uh, you mean the backup things, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I almost saw that, that kind of like a WeChat notifier send mm-hmm. the message back. Yeah, I, I, I mostly open source the, the stuff that I did on, on GitHub. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So also that that's awesome. Like people like Vashin who keeps building stuff for uh for sort of developers who are looked up down upon as second class citizens. Nobody makes stuff for us. So it you know uh, that things are changing with the recent Stripe is so beautiful. All the developers tools are coming out, which is amazing to look at and has great UI. So that thing is changing. And people like you who are making great uh, tools for us developers to make our life easier. It's it's amazing, man. Uh, thank, thank so you, man. okay. So moving forward, uh, where do you see mini programs go from now on? Yeah, that has a lot of potential. I think the, right right now it's mostly like uh, they they try to user try to utilize the merchandise thing, selling stuff because it's huge here. Um, but later after the API getting up on beyond the limitation that developer can do right now, more mm-hmm. live stream API and maybe open a little bit more to be suitable for the gaming because I I see this uh, the gaming on the WeChat there's also gaming on the WeChat but mostly based on the web base, not through mini program. But later, I think it's going to be there in some way or other. Yeah. And because I, I, I talk with a local developer too, and they think the same that gaming will become in sooner or later. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, man, sure. that, that does look, look, I think future looks amazing for a mini program, I think, uh, because uh, it, it is so lightweight and you can just like put out anything so easily and you can test your ideas so easily. Uh, I feel Tencent is doing great work, even, even uh, Alipay mini programs, that is exactly the same. Uh, I think uh, that that is something which we are going to see more in West as well, in West and European countries. I think Facebook is, uh, Facebook bot is a lot more open now. It allows a lot of mini uh, services on top of it. I I think mm-hmm. that's that's amazing. Um, yeah, and, and and forget to mention uh, another thing is that uh, like uh, the real example coming from like a mobile like uh, they 
they have the native apps, right? And they also have the mini program app as well. Half of that uh, traffic coming from mini program itself. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that that's awesome when you look at the just the scale of how big this is and how big it is gonna going to get. Uh, okay, Vasin, moving forward, let's talk a bit about game development in China. Sure. It's so huge that companies like Tencent can actually afford to restrict the time kids play games online. Right? <laughs> you hear a lot of stories every day, like yeah. the school kids are buying expensive in-game credits by using his dad's credit card. <laughs> so, like this is again a huge market, right? Not only in China but all yeah. of Asia and world. Uh, and about about that, I think uh, there is a there is a venture capital film called Lowercase Capital. It is headed mm. by Chris Shaka, and Chris Shaka is amazing, man. Like he's he's one of the most uh, flamboyant investors you will ever see in Silicon Valley. And mm. Chris is investing in esports team a lot because they think that is going to be as big as NBA or something else. And he even said that he is trying to find the next Golden State Warriors coming out from the esports world. I well, mean, what do you make of this uh, uh, machine? Like, especially as an independent developer, it opens a lot of doors, right? Yeah, it's it's open right up doors like uh, because China China itself like uh, they try to encourage and leverage the indie development scene within the country itself. There's a lot of event. There's a lot of like a collaboration out there. Yeah, they like a Sega C- and like a China areas of like a indie development here and also mm-hmm. they have like we play events that uh they they gather and they award the local winner of each city in china like a uh, from from the game jam and they can like uh, let that game that won in the local city from the game jam to be exhibited at this event so let the public play, user public people can play and feel that game so there's a lot of of this kind of thing going on and not just this like a uh, there's a lot of like a win, winter uh, investor that try to in, invest that in, in this kind of thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. We I think we missed talking about the VPI man. This WeChat uh, thing. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Some people call it VP or some people call it <laughs> VPI, but uh, it's similar to Vue.js. It's a front front end framework which is started by a Tencent employee long back, and uh, mm-hmm. Tencent now recently started supporting it. It's awesome. Yeah. It, like if you want to get on and just start something in like five minutes throughout, I think it's amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. But a lo- lot of people like you. For for one, I know that you are a JavaScript purist, and I think that's a good way to go because the lesser the dependency, the more happier your life is. So what do you make of VPI? You are in that group. Uh, that VPI English WeChat group, and uh, we see people throwing in questions. So, uh, yeah. first, there is two part of the question. The first part is like, what do you make of this framework? And uh, uh, it is like the, literally the only one here. Uh, so, how how do you feel about it? And second part of the question is, where mm-hmm. should the WeChat Mini developers go? We don't have; uh, it's not very popular, so we don't see a lot of questions on Stack Overflow. Mm-hmm. So, if people right. have some questions, uh, where should they go? If for the trouble because you, I for one know that you are someone who work really hard. So you are uh, debugging your own and you fix that in yourself. But a lot of yeah. people who are not very experienced, where should they go to sort of uh, tackle if they encounter yeah, this sure. problem? Sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, for the first question first, um, I, I, I search around during that time that like, I try to feel what kind of option I have in order to like develop things on, on which I may program. And I, I, I found this, um, yeah, as, as you said, we. Webpi or Webpi, and I'm not sure how to pronounce it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's like a create by Tencent on employees, and the yeah the community adopts so fast and it's grow to like a more than one thousand and five hundred people right now, more than that, and not not just Chinese people that use it, and also uh foreigner people that 
use this as well, and they have to like uh, expand into the English group in order to mm-hmm. like okay have this kind of uh, communication going forward. And yeah, we for compared to myself, uh, I, I I like to like uh, have the just peer and no no other another stuff going into my way. Web mm-hmm. web web p web p or web I. yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, okay, I will say web web p okay. Um, Webby is like a all-in-one of, of things like a work um, mm-hmm. build process and so so because like a modern web developer they want to boost their own productivity right they don't like a just writing PL CSS because it's maybe in some way it's waste of time because they had to redundant since tag and things like that but but for WebPy okay, okay they have place they have this and that and they're based on the Vue.js as well the UI framework that yeah, many people use that, so it boosts a lot of productivity. So this kind of thing attract more developers to use, and Tencent have to like a just promote this kind of web pages is to be go to framework in order to develop mini program for this. So there's a lot of potential out there, and I don't see other alternative for now, just uh for for webpy because it's yeah is is not 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 easy to find and. Yeah, but for me, it's just like a uh, go 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 for POJS, and yeah. the the second question you yeah the uh, the second question was where we should go to look for uh, if we have any problems because ah uh, uh, right one. right yeah, yeah uh, I honestly said that is not much and I I mostly base the question on on the web web webpy community yeah mm-hmm. I I test I I don't say that I didn't use the webpy at all but I test it a little bit I test it and. It's just found that it's just not for me. But the community is great, and community can like answer your question. And they, yeah, Chinese people, they they, they want to help. They, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we can. Yeah. So summarizing that, I think like it's it's not. I don't think there is any right answers that if you should use the framework or not. Many people, there's always yeah. going to be two sides of debate. Uh, there are people fighting over tabs and spaces. There are people fighting over React Native or Swift. But I don't think there is any right answer. I think you sure. should just look yeah. at what makes you feel good. Because if you want more control, uh, if you are more experienced, I think plain JS is the way to go. But if your app doesn't do much, if your mm. app is just like displaying a web page, I think you should use a framework because it will. Uh, cut down a lot of development cost and mm. time, which is uh, at the end is going to make everyone happy. So I feel I feel that's the right way to go. Okay, uh, so yeah. h- how's the startup scene in Sengen, uh, mm. machine? Like we all talk, we all know that it's like the hub for everything hardware. Like mm. if you if if you see anything which is hardware, you have to it it has to be from Sengen. Like how's the experience been like living and working there? Yeah, it's, it's been great so far, but uh, I, I need to say that I am not that much outgoing guy, so I, I going to the event here and there mm-hmm. a few times. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what I saw from, from that is that like uh, there's a lot of like uh, people interested in this kind of scene. They corroborate, they like, uh, have high energy to to listen to your talk and also to talk with to, to have a connection to to build up on this, so as you know the as you said too, Sension is like a hardware based kind of thing that startup can can boost up on this very fast because it's very low cost and also a lot of like a hacks as a maybe the the base here for the accelerator and incubator for the hardware based startup company here, and okay. even a guy like a uh, Scotty Allen also buy parts here to build half yeah. price of the iPhone here <laughs> is, is, is possible. And 
from the experience that I like uh, attend the event here and there in Incension, the although just a few times I got connected to like uh, so many people that in is in investor and they told me that uh, they asked me what the company are you doing and what the, uh, the the kind of service you provide. They want to invest. They want to like uh, they want to invest in any kind of business, not just game or tech. Any business okay. that can like uh, make profit for them, and they, they you can talk with them. There is a lot of potential, a lot of opportunity going on here. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a developing market, it's a developing world, and Senjin uh, has lots of opportunities that uh, all the expats should go and experience once. Uh, about about that uh, Scott Allen thing that uh, Vashin mentioned, that dude just literally went there and took every single micro parts of iPhone and built it from the ground up. And it's amazing when you think about it because yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, that that's like a huge, huge, huge feat in my eyes. Uh, okay, so moving forward uh, about some tech news. Uh, we just got over with World Internet Conference in Wuzhen. Uh, it was organized by China's cyberspace organization. It's the government agency that is responsible for internet content censorship and blocking overseas internet companies like Facebook and Google from operating in China. And popular communication platforms like Skype and few VPN apps quickly, uh, quietly disappeared from China's app store months ago. Uh, by the way, about the VPN service, there is a knowledge nugget I would want to drop. The last time I checked the ones available in App Store right now, both are, both Macs, Mac App Store, I don't think in Chinese iOS App Store you will see any VPN services right now. Uh, all of them will be free or very cheap. And uh, they are very, very sketchy and I would advise my listeners against using those uh, because the other day I was experimenting with a free one available on internet uh, since I was curious and I just downloaded that. But what happened is they kept on asking me to download the Chrome extension so that they could keep, they could hijack my browser's traffic. Like mm. So I would I, advise my listeners against using such uh, sketchy services. People don't realize how dangerous it is. Uh, these VPN logs on every traffic that goes in and out of your network. So uh, so might be compromising on your, say, credit card information or your personal information. So yeah, just stay as far as possible from free VPN service. Also coming back uh, to the yeah. World Internet Conference, uh, Tim Cook showed up, uh, which was criticized a lot. Uh, uh, there was this statement came out from him and I quote, uh, from my American mindset, I believe in freedom. Uh, they are mm. at the core of what being an American is. But I also know that every country in this world decides their laws and regulations. Your choice it, uh, is, do you participate or do you stay on the sideline and yell how things should be? My view is that you should show up and participate because nothing ever changes from sideline. Uh, this mm. is always going to be a part of a bigger problem, isn't it, uh, Vashin? Like if you want to do business mm. in China, you have to somewhat compromise with your principles and morals, right? It would be absolutely nuts to expect <laughs> Apple to stop their Chinese operation over this yeah, uh, and right. lose so much on revenue. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Like, uh, um yeah, uh, Apple have to adhere and uh, um, obey by the law that's uh, exposed by the Chinese government. Like, uh, yeah, they they have to like uh, pump pump down the VPN apps that created by the Chinese developer itself as well. So this this kind of thing that I I understand that Apple, although the the principle and mindset from 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 the leader is is like that. Okay, the freedom something like that. But yeah, this this part is 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 hard to say is. It's about law and things like that. 
yeah, yeah. So it's, you always have you can be in north korea and not do business by their way <laughs> okay so this probably yeah. isn't a china specific question but what do you make of these maker culture which is taking over internet from last few years like these are independent developers that aren't just amazing coders like those go uh, those geeky computer nerd stereotype of 2000s i mean they are great at marketing their product as well uh, they are great communicators they travel the work they work from co-working spaces they launch their product on product hunt reddit hacker news and even 4chan uh, they're just serial makers right the, the other day i was i saw a remote uh, the tweet from peter levels that we talked about earlier as well uh, he's a founder yeah. of nomadlist uh, he made a remote okay website remoteok.com where you can go and you know look for the remote jobs in uh, internet right now uh, it is a just a single index.php file which is generated over $2000 in revenue in one single day like if you think about it if you let that sink in it's absolutely crazy yeah <laughs> like and also these smart people are going growing out from this nine to five job schedule i mean mm. do you see more and more people adopting this sort of lifestyle like traveling and living remotely in cheap asian play cities like wuhan or uh, or, or sort of like you know sichuan and making yeah. money off internet remotely yeah 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 i i, I see a lot of like uh, people will, will adopt this kind of thing because they realize that actually they they can they can do this. They, they, the option on this is not just like a traditional thing, this you know, view that they have to like a work, they have to like a, okay, graduate, go there to do workforce and, and work nine to five. No, actually you you will realize in, in your life that, okay, what you can contribute to the world and you can uh, like a, make things, build stuff like a beautiful levels or other people in, in the world that you know. Yeah, and yeah, there's create a lot of opportunities so you can travel the world at the same time as you doing this. On not not just normal, it's, it's not not just like uh, okay, you have to build things by your own. Only no, you is is create the opportunity that you can okay, maybe you do you travel the world and you can do freelance and you can do contract at the same time. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And about the boat story that you told me about your friends working and uh, living remotely from the boat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that 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 friend uh, in in the game they world now, like okay. uh, they they are also game developer and also nomads. They uh, his name is Divine and also his girlfriend is Leka. They mm -hmm. both create the games on the sailboat, so they sail so uh, around the world and they. Okay, park here for a while, <laughs> stay here for a few days, and then get to know the people, get to know the place, right? They, yeah. They, yeah, they, they, and also they keep update to the, the follower in the Patreon about what, what kind of things happen, something like that. And yeah. li living this, this kind of thing in the limitation is like a, li on a sailboat, maybe some sometime electricity will run out, right? So they have to, okay, cut out the tune, maybe export it, <laughs> eating a lot of battery, right? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, yeah, this is actually, it is, I, I know from his tweet, like, okay, they, he, he tried to cut out the X-Code if he didn't it, and he, like, uh, utilize mostly about, like, the uh, JavaScript things and try to create, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, this is crazy, yeah. Yeah, man, you're just living out of a sailboat, traveling world and making shit and making money and getting paid by Patreon followers too, man. That's yeah, kind this of is kind right of interesting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, before I, before I let you go, how's the tech and startup scene in Thailand, machine, uh, specifically Bangkok? All right, um, I think Bangkok is trying to crashing, uh, catching up. Like uh, I, I have seen uh, tech startup in Bangkok trying to utilize the QR code scanning that already mm -hmm. happened and measure in, in, in Chinese in, in China already. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's like a Bangkok is like a hub to another part of the South Asian, uh, Southeast Asian, right? So, okay. and also the labor cost and the 
the weather and the living cost is is cheap. It's like a yeah, it's great yeah, it's benefit for one of the most for... popular destinations on nomad list. Like you go right. for a digital nomad, it, you're not a digital nomad unless you go to Bangkok and work there for six months. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That that, that kind of thing. And so like a uh, Thailand, Bangkok, uh, Chiang Mai is like a go to target that they digital nomad. I think mostly most major large proportion of people in nomads really go went there already once in a lifetime <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah absolutely okay man like thanks for being here on the show it was absolute pleasure to have you here uh thanks yeah for the sure time. sure thank you so much for having me here yeah okay cheers that was it guys i hope you guys enjoyed the show as much as i enjoyed hosting it you guys can follow me at at the rave dopetard on twitter t-o-p-e-t-a-r-d to stay updated on future episodes so yeah stay awesome and peace out <laughs>